Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Baseball and much more. You know what that makes you, Larry? Lollygaggers. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Being new to the club, how do you feel about the way things have gone for the Indians so far? I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. You play ball like a girl! The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner for a Must Be a Wednesday. You know, it, it sometimes feels like it's not always a Wednesday. Uh, especially in the month of December, because last week was definitely not a Wednesday. Next week's not going to be a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're, we're here. And we're back at 7 to 9 because the Ducks don't have a coach anymore. So I know. There's no coaches show. I know. I was talking with a buddy. I usually get drinks with a buddy after after this. And he was like, are you guys 7 to 9 or 8 to 10 tonight? I was like, well, we're 7 to 9. He was like, oh, sweet. And I was like, yeah, they usually have the coaches show. And he was like, oh, why don't they have the coaches show? And I was like, well, you can't have that if you don't have a coach. <laughs> he was he like, was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess touche. Yeah, touche. That makes sense. Well, how are we? Are we all okay? Joe, uh, you alive? Yeah. When was the last time us three were together like this? Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Do you remember? Feels so. Feels so long ago. Was one of us out two weeks ago though? September. I don't know. That's, don't what, that's what I'm saying. It feels like more than two weeks. Feels like I haven't seen yeah. you in three well, weeks. Yeah. What? We didn't have a show. I think. Well, obviously, we didn't have a show because of Thanksgiving, and then I feel like we didn't have a show because of Ducks basketball. Yes. Ducks basketball was last week. Thanksgiving was the twenty fourth. We had both of those off. Yes. So the seventeenth is the last time we had a show. I knew it. I knew it felt longer than two. The weeks. lockout had yet to have happened. That's true. Now that we have true. a lockout. That is true. Also, almost nobody had signed. That has changed as well. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> um, we the are- nice thing about taking <clears throat> many weeks off is that. And when there's a lockout going on is that, well, there's still stuff to talk about because we haven't talked for three weeks. Yeah. We are off next week, and I'm out the week <laughs> after that. Just letting you guys know that now. Which week is that? Na- the the week after next. Mm, okay. So two weeks I'm out. I like to tell you guys when we're on the air instead of behind the scenes because then it puts you in a corner. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, I guess we got to do this anyway. <laughs> 
Yep, yep, yep. It's that old Lipton iced tea commercial. You remember those with the uh, the claymation, like, celebrity deathmatch stuff, and it was Stallone, you know, oh, they keep ringing that bell. I can't concentrate. Well, you know, when the Ducks Bowl game is, <clears throat> that's on Wednesday the 29th, so we're not oh. going to have a show on the 29th. See ya! <laughs> 2022, 2021, adios! <laughs> this is your last show in 2021. Yeah, I'll just pull an Isaac Rop and never show up again. Yeah. Well, we don't know if that's going to happen, but <laughs> he's certainly not here for this month. I know. I covered primetime for you. I think you went home up for Thanksgiving, and I covered primetime on it, and uh, and Rob gets done, and he was like... That was his last day, Yeah, right? he was like, so, by the way, I'm, I'm not here till the end of the year. And I was like, see you never. <laughs> he was like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's already announced it, so that wasn't like the first time he I said know, it. I know, I know, I know. But boy, we've had a lot of questions all month long. Like, where's Rob? I know. He's you guys fire month. Rob? He's taking the whole month off, man. Yeah, we decided to fire Rob, and by replacing it, we just have Souk doing a show by himself with Mike chiming in when he can. We think that's great radio. Yep. <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> Although, shout out to Jason Sukanik for holding it down, holding his show down. That's a true professional, my friend. A little help from Andrew Nemec a couple times a week. Heard he that. Is, Heard he some is... of that. Good timing for Nemec, too, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of the crystal ball and Oregon Duck stuff and just – just the movement in college football. Like, I feel like this is one of the bigger years in college football than we've seen over a while. So good call to snag Nemec to come in, you know, Lincoln Riley down at USC in the early days. And now Cristobal parting ways with the Oregon ducks. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, this is crazy. Well, and there's all sorts of stuff going down, but the biggest story is in the MLS. The biggest story is in the MLS this Saturday. I just want to shout out MLS the, Cup final, baby. I just want to shout out the robots buying tickets for making me more angry than I've been in probably five years. Well, I, I guess also yesterday Amazon went down. Like oh, really? Amazon Web Services. Huh, that seems interesting. I feel like those guys would have their stuff together. Yeah, I don't know if they went down or they had issues. And I was reading an article today that said that the website that the Timbers distribute tickets on is SeatGeek. SeatGeek, yep. Which is on Amazon Web Services. Oh, I didn't know that. So even those who So are... the Timbers took down Amazon. Take that, Bezos. I don't know if that was the case. Um, but I guess even the season ticket holders who had first dibs couldn't get tickets in their windows because it wouldn't work. Oh, yeah. My my buddy, you know, you know my buddy Ryan. I do. He, he's a season ticket holder, and he was trying to snag two. And he told me multiple times it was like, I couldn't get in. And then I had the tickets. It was like, you ready to pay? You click yes, pay. It's like doing the, the spinny wheel thing. And it's like, sorry, these tickets are gone. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, what do I do? He got lucky. He got two. Um, I don't know if his dad got two. I think his dad, who's the other season ticket, I think he got two as well. I got on at 3 o'clock. I had tickets in my basket twice and didn't get either of them. So as of this moment, I am not going to the game. I'm sorry. However, I did apply for a press pass. <laughs> and I will, if if you're out there listening to this tiny little show that we do, that's actually about baseball, but it is called the Hot Corner. Corner Kicks, you get it? Um, I would I would be very honored and grateful to be able to cover the game. I'd, I'd rather go to the game, but I would be very happy to cover the game for 1080 The Fan here. Well, you said, you and I'll give you great for, content. You applied for a press pass. I've so. done it. I've done it in the past. Um, I've done it in the past, and it was a lot of fun. You know, live tweeting games while you're at the games, a lot of fun. So uh, there's a little bit of a difference when it's the final of your favorite team, though. You don't want to be stuck in the press box. Yeah, we already got a star though, so I'm okay. 
That's not true. I want two stars. Yes, of course you do. Yes. You have a chance for two stars and you lost. Those idiots up north have two stars and I want two stars. Mm. That's the one thing nobody's talking about. Six six years in a row. It's either the Timbers or the Sounders in the finals. Six years in a row? Yeah, since 2015. 15 was us. every, Every other? 15 is us. 16 is Seattle. 17 is Seattle. 18 is us. 19 is Seattle. No 20. 2021 us. Wow. The Northwest rules in the Western Conference. The great thing this year is that none of the good Eastern Conference teams made it to the final. I know. Thank God. We dodged a bullet, although I was pulling real hard for Philly in their COVID situation because I was like, I'll take Timbers by three zip. Yes. New York City FC's got good players. And they, and they score goals. So, you know, I guess, I guess let's just dive into this real quick since we've got it. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for the game this weekend. Uh, you know, I think, you know, our offense is going to do its thing. You know, we've been scoring timely goals lately. Uh, but it, it's it's going to fall on that back line, and it always does with Timbers. That's how it, it feels like whenever we're in these big games. We always have to lean on the defense, and I think I should stop saying we as a member of the press, uh, but the Timbers, they really have to rely on that defense. And when you get set pieces and corner kicks on the offense, you know, like find Mabiala's head, you know, find find uh, find, Mora's, find Mora's foot. He's in the right place, right time. That old, that old Harry Kane model, you know, just – Score goals if they're easy. Who cares, dude? Just put in the back of the net. Blanco on the right and things like that. So And Steve Clark, please do not make a classic Steve Clark mistake. Please be good Steve Clark. Because good yeah. Steve Clark is really good. Good good Steve Clark is great. I mean this But is, every like four games he makes like one or two <clears throat> plays where it gives up a goal and you're like, Oh my god. Yeah, and and this I think it's the most underrated storyline of the whole thing. Like this is your redemption, Steve. Like this is your chance. You know, Diego snuck one on you six years ago. This is your chance to, you know, win a cup and and be the thing and and I had, you know, and I I, I think they I think they've got a really good shot at doing this. I, I think, think the offense do. is in a good place. Blanco's got extra rest, so they're he'll be ready to go. So well right now. They're clicking Geo switching from, you know, 4231 to 442 has worked out really well. You know, Chara's able to get forward a little more. I mean, they've they bench Valeri. Yeah, and and now and now it's time. And that's the other thing. Send the guy out, you know. If Timbers are up 2-0 and it's in the 85th minute, you best believe you're going to see Diego Valeri get trotted out and the whole stadium's going to stand in an ovation. And the man's going to go out. He'll probably retire. And they Even can if start... you're losing 2 nothing, that will still happen. Yeah, you still trot him out there. And then, you know, he, he waves and they start building the statue out front of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like this, I mean, this is the biggest event in Portland sports history since 1992. I, I was looking at it since 92. The Blazers and Clyde were in the NBA Finals. Yep. Find find me something bigger in Portland than this. I mean, maybe the Western Conference Finals. I was going to say but, a few years ago, 2019. But that's not a championship. I was going to say the the versus the Lakers in what was in 99. 99. Yeah, yeah I guess because the Blazers are already down 2-0 by the time the series got back to Portland. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not here to trash the Blazers. I mean, the Blazers are my team, but let, let, let's be real. In 2019, getting out of that Denver series, it was like, yeah, we did it. Oh crap, Warriors were host. <laughs> you know, the Warriors were you know they were doing their thing. And so I, I am comfortable saying this is the biggest sports moment in Portland since honestly, since the parade in 2015, which was yesterday. I saw it on my Facebook memories uh, from the 2015. But really, it's in my opinion, it's the biggest sporting event in Portland since the 92 NBA finals. Well, you also didn't. I didn't realize the last two cups were on the road. Mm -hmm. They were in Columbus and in Atlanta. one, One in Columbus lost in Atlanta. Yeah. When did uh, the Pickles uh, become a team? Did they win a championship recently? 
No, the Hops have. <laughs> the Hops have won a championship. I'm trying to think Portland here. Stay out of Hillsborough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Let's not alienate our peeps here. All right. I'm from Vancouver. That's baseball. <laughs> That's baseball, baby. So it'll be real great. I mean, you know, I'm I'm assuming to get denied for my media pass. I'm assuming that I am not going to spend $400 <laughs> on a ticket to get into the game. I so hope you get your media pass approved. It... Yeah, I mean, it'll be cool. This is reminiscent of the time that I used your guys' beer podcast to get a media pass for the, the, the beer, Hawaii the, beer for festival. The Hawaii beer yeah, festival. the beer festival in Maui. And I was like, yeah, I'm a producer on this podcast. You met, you met a lot of brewers and yeah. brought some beer back. And did not have to pay for it. That's it so awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to use what you can use. But you still, but you networked, you talked to people, you I represented did. the podcast very well. I did. I was a roving reporter. We were very appreciative of that. That's in the list of podcasts somewhere. If you want to go back, I think yeah. about two years. That is an episode. That is, that That's is like true. episode like 20 something. Yeah, that was in the early days. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the beers on us podcast, do we still do that? <laughs> Has it been a couple weeks for that too? It's, yeah. been, it's been two weeks for that. It's been a little rough. Uh, the schedules are not matching. It's also, it's also the first time we've ever gone two weeks in a row without doing one. Yes. We actually hadn't missed a week before. No. No, we've like snuck it in in a little bit of cheater ways, but yeah. we've snuck it in every week. We, we officially took off for Thanksgiving week because I was out of town. But that was the first time we were ever like, hey, heads up. We're off. We're not doing anything yes. next week. And then last week, honestly, it just slipped my mind. It was Thursday, and I was like, uh, we haven't done this. And our our schedules just do not match right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got to figure we got to figure stuff out with that. Yeah. Ugly Dugly. Well, this is a baseball show, and boy, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Texas Rangers <laughs> champions. Is Texas the new Anaheim? Uh, you can follow us on social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at P Diddy zero eight five. There's a great soccer rant that I've done over the last few days on Twitter. So if you want a little entertainment, there's there our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher. You can find him on Twitter as well at Joe fish three. That's F I S C H harasses. We love it. Uh, the Beers on Us podcast will come back at some point. We are not giving up. It's just kind of that lull, and we will figure it out, and we will do that for you. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. That will let you interact with us throughout the entire show. All right, when we come back, a lot has changed since we've been here in the baseball world, and it starts with the fact that, really, they have no employees right now. And that's kind of a big deal. It is a huge deal. It is a huge deal. So when we come back, that's where we'll start. Major League Baseball is officially in a lockout for the first time since 1994. So we'll dive into that. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Yeah. All right, it's 719 here, Portland Sports Leader. We are live from the Poopfield Willow Meta. Golden State out to a commanding 6-3 lead over the Blazers. Steph Curry 0 for 3 from downtown. Mike's going to lose money tonight. <laughs> What you get for betting on the home team, dude? Betting against the home team. Well, I didn't bet against the home team. The Warriors are at home. I, I mean, feel like I I'm... mean the hometown team. Oh, okay. I feel Sorry, like I should have 
being specify. in the producer chair tonight, I'm obligated to watch Blazers, which I haven't really done in the last week or so. Yeah, I'm going to have the Blazers on this TV for, I don't know, about 20 more minutes. Yeah, I mean, if the game is close, I guess keep an eye on it. But this game is, or sorry, this team is so boring. I mean, the only things not boring about this team are out. So, see ya. Yeah. Deuces. Well, Major League Baseball is in a lockout, and it's the first lockout we have seen since 1994, and that was the lockouts to end all lockouts. That was, was a, the middle of the season lockout. Yeah, yeah. There was a lockout in 73, which didn't affect any any games. There was a lockout in 76 that didn't affect any games. There was a lockout in 90. I think that's correct. That didn't That didn't cost any games. 94 went in the middle of the season. That was more of a strike than a lockout. Cost us the World Series. When did you become a Cleveland fan? <laughs> us as in baseball fans. Oh, 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 oh. Cleveland was going to win that World Series. I also wasn't watching baseball when I was five. So. Cleveland was going to win that World Series, and Griffey was going to break Ruth's record. Anyway, uh, but here we are in 2021, and we are officially in a lockout. And the two sides... What's interesting about this one this time, and and I tend to believe with a lot of stuff that I've read that I don't think this will affect the regular season. Uh, Because what's interesting is these two sides want different things, but I don't think either side is really against those things, except for service time manipulation, because, well, this is America. Boy, I don't know, man. It's I don't think we're going to lose games either. This is a negotiating tactic to do the lockout. It's a way to force the two sides to go, look, money is about to be lost if we don't figure this ass out. But when the lockout happened, seeing the statement from Rob Manfred, if I I got mad as just mm-hmm. a fan, mm-hmm. as a player, as someone who maybe was in those meetings or part of the, the players union or, or like one of those player reps, I would be fuming. Because Manfred basically comes out and says, they don't care. It's their fault. We're going into a lockout. And in reality, I think we all know at this point that the players have a right to ask what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. There are graphs out there showing the disparity growing between money made by teams and money given to the players. Yeah, you look at the player's side, and there's not a whole lot about it that you can be like, ah, greedy players again. No, it's all fairly solid. And, and one thing that always happens in these situations, and it's because it's it's almost like a it's like a trick of your brain as a fan, is you, you support the league more than you support the players. Mm-hmm. Because to you, the league is the sport, and the players are just playing it. Right. But yeah, you'll always watch the sport, whether it's right. the players or not. But in reality, what you don't do, and it's easy to fall into this trap, is you really shouldn't be supporting the league because that means you're supporting the owners. And the owners are the ones who have the most money, and they're trying to make the most money at the expense of the sport. Right. And Of the fans, the players, yeah. the concessions, everything. People fall into this trap all the time. Yeah, this jersey cost me two cents. I'll sell it for 25 Oh, wait, I can sell it for 45 Let's do that. But cost of goods didn't go up. Mm-hmm. So seeing that kind of made me frustrated because all the reports of the days leading up until the very last day were like, hey, it seems a little bit closer than people thought. Not that we're going to avoid a lockout, but maybe it'll get figured out pretty quickly. And then Manfred and the MLB come out with that statement and you're like, oh boy, are we sure this is going to get figured out quickly? Because they're dug in. 
It took all the player pictures off the website. It took all the articles with real current players Such in them off the website. Such a weird move to take the players off the website. It's so petty. It's so petty. But it's uh, that's the way they're going to play it. And that's frustrating <clears throat> to me. So I'm not worried yet. It's only December 8th. But I did read an article from Jeff Passan that said it's time to worry if it's mid-February or early February and we haven't had any movement. Well, right, when pitchers and catchers report. Because the second – now, spring training doesn't really matter in terms of revenue or anything like that. But if they start missing spring training games, that's when you're in for the uh-oh moment. I mean, we saw this with the COVID season. <clears throat> you know, the biggest name we lost in the COVID season was Justin Verlander. COVID season came back. He didn't have a true spring training. Blew out his arm and had Tommy John. And so you can see that as like a litmus, as a as a heads up that – if there is still a work stoppage come mid-February when pitchers and catchers report, no way you can have the season start <clears throat> on April 1 or, you know, March 27th, whatever the actual schedule is. But I like to think of baseball starting in, in, in on April 1. <clears throat> so that that is true. Like, Passon's correct on that, that if you don't get it to if if you're still out in mid February, then yeah, that's that's when things that's where panic needs to set that's in. That's when panic really needs to set in. It's 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 interesting because we saw we've seen this in the NFL and the NBA that there's been a lockout, quote unquote, and nobody really bought it. Like everybody was like, Yeah, you guys will figure it out. But baseball's always been a weird one. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the continuation basically since the dawn of time, since baseball became organized, you know, and had commissioners and stuff like that, it's always been a fight with the players. And I'm curious, Mike, your thoughts. What is it about baseball that still hundred year, hundred plus years later, there's still a rift between the league and players? I don't really have an answer to that. I, I mean, don't either. That's I, why I was curious if you had anything in your mind. A guess would be that it's the commissioners. It's it's just the guys that have been in charge when this has happened have been particularly tough to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we know that Rob Manfred is not the best commissioner of this sport. We thought he was going to be good. Turns out he is not. Cons <laughs> Considering the last guy we had, we all hated. Yeah, I think we hate this guy worse. <laughs> I think we'd all want Bud Selig back We're now, like, right? Like crap. Um I, I'd like to have ties in all-star games versus whatever the hell Rob Manfred's doing. But it's uh, I think I, if, if I have to take a guess, I think it's that. I think it's that the commissioner, or maybe it's just the owners in general, the owners are just more selfish than the other sports. And they don't see it the same way as the players do. And looking at the facts of this, I don't know how that can be true. I mean, that graph was damning. Like, it was... Yeah. Obviously, the money made by the team is always going to be more than the money paid to the players. But as it was increasing, so was the player's salary. And we hit a point, I think it was like 2010 on the graph, 2008, when it started going up and the players actually dipped. And then it kind of flattened out and stayed at the same level. And meanwhile, revenue, revenue, revenue was going up and up and up. And the players are getting paid the same. Mm -hmm. And Unless you're Mike Trout. Sure. But I think the thing that's weird about this is like we it's tough to look at it. Uh, they're doing the boat parade out there. Um, 
there's a siren out on the, on the water. Scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me. I was like, what the hell is that? And Mike was like, there's a boat parade. Yeah, all the, all the Christmas boats are going by. Um, it, yes, we're like, we're like, oh, we're really supporting all these millionaire players. It's, I know it, it seems kind of cheesy to support guys making tens of millions of dollars, but in terms of like the market, that's just what makes sense. Right? That's the fair value that they should be getting that they currently are not getting. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's interesting, and I want to I want to dive into some of the specifics from each side on on what they want, just to kind of put in perspective for the listeners out there and for us as well to just kind of think about this, you know, out in the open, out loud, about where we'll see compromise, where you should stick your foot in the mud, and where things will break, and who will eventually come out of this. So when we come back, like I said, I wanted I want to see both sides and get into what's on the table, what's actually real, and kind of put this a little bit more in perspective. And then after that, I'd, I'd just like to get into there's There's a ton of signings. There's a ton of speculation on things. You know, Mariners are making moves. Obviously, Texas wants to be a player, and Detroit looks like they want to do something. Where are the Mets? Where are the Yankees? Where are the Red Sox? The Dodgers, the big players, the Braves, the stuff like that. The big money teams didn't spend money. Yeah, the big money teams aren't spending money, and the small money teams kind of are trying to swing for the fences. So there's just so much more to get into, so stick with us right here. This is the Hot Corner, but first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Hello? Hi. Hi. You played the liner. Oh, really? Huh. Hi. How we doing, guys? <laughs> I'm fine. Is everything okay? I guess so. It's lit! Now about to witness the strength of street. Joe knowledge. is just telling us that he'd like to play fantasy baseball with us if we have a spot open in our league. Oh, really? Oh, yep. really? Oh, really? The daily grind of uh, fantasy hockey, really oh. kind of weekly grind. I'm basically every Sunday night setting gotcha. the roster and everything. Got gotcha you a little excited? Yeah, solid little start for somebody Not these that wasabi nuts. Yeah, I mean maybe those too, but well, the six and two start in fantasy hockey. It's got me feeling real good right you now. You just gotta remember. If you want to come to baseball, it's not easy. It's also not going to be weekly because things change constantly. It is daily. Well, it's I mean, the probable it is, pitcher switches and there's rainouts. And, it is a yep. real thing. None of this fantasy football garbage. Well, I think I've fared, and it's like I wake up Thursday and make sure I'm good to go for the weekend. Well, I think I've fared pretty well with uh, fantasy hockey and staying in tune of who's out and who's injured and who do I got to replace and what uh, goalie is going to start and who's going to take a night off. And so and I know more about baseball way more than I do about hockey. So. Yeah, I will tell you this. Um, Mike's doing a lot better than I am, but once you first get into this league, it's a steep learning curve. Like, I know fantasy baseball fairly decently, and I can't stop finishing an eighth. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I get no, I've got no great prospects. And yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's tough. I want to say the last time I played fantasy baseball, um, a guy by the name of Ryan Howard was uh, 
playing pretty good baseball. Yeah, mashing. Yes. You're like, I got to keep her for 10 years. Yeah. It's like, or two. <laughs> Probably two. Probably, Probably two. Gone, yeah. I'm like, I got Carlos Correa. He's awesome. Or is he? I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, on my team, I'm like making decisions on who not to keep because yeah. I've got so many keepable players. Yeah, but- and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, do I really have to keep Marcus Simeon? No, I'll drop him. Well, funny, Whoops. The funny story about that now that I remember is I had- Trevor's story? I had Jim Tomey when he was on the Phillies. And then, he, and then he got injured, and I was looking at, you know, the reports, and they're like, well, they might call up this Ryan Howard kid to take his spot. You know, he's got a big bat. I'm like, ah, whatever. He's a minor leaguer. Nah, I'm not going to sign him. <laughs> and in, then, in this league, the top minor leaguers are already on yeah, roster. In yeah, this exactly. league, Ryan Howard has been on someone's team for three years. And yep. then basically from day one, he was he was mashing. I was like, all right, I probably should have picked him up. Yeah, then but that's, boy, how, that's boy, how long it was. Your boy drafted Adley Rutschman last year, and I'm yep. very excited to have him as my uh, – Keeper as a minor leaguer. See, yeah. yeah, the keepers, I've never done keepers in any league before, whether the football, I mean, anything. The so. best the best minor league prospect I had was A.J. Puck. I was like, this guy's going to kill it. <laughs> He's going to be so good. And then he didn't. Who? Uh, but he didn't give his full service time, so I got to keep him for the next year. And then he was bad again. And then he was bad again <laughs> and got hurt again. And I was like, crap, this sucks. So I got Royce Lewis, the shortstop, highly touted shortstop yeah. in Minnesota. He had Tommy John last year, and I was like, awesome, here we go again. But I got to hold on to him. I got to hold on to him because I saw the guy that had Mike Trout dealt him in May after his rookie, in his rookie season because he was like, this guy Trout's not any good. I'll trade him. And the guy who got him, he's been on his team for a decade. So, Yeah, kudos. I think when I joined it's this hard. league. It's hard. It's not easy. It's not. When I joined this league, my minor league keeper was Francisco Mejia. Boy, he flamed out real quick. <laughs> Welcome to my life, dude. We were like, get that guy out of here. <laughs> we traded him for Brad Hand. You know, <laughs> the guy who blew the game against he, the Yankees. Yeah, we were like, uh, I'll take the guy, the vo- the you know, the volatile closer over this guy who ain't doing anything. Yeah. Well, now I got Adley Rushman, and uh, I traded for Nolan Arenado this year, so he's a keeper. Ooh. And I I got I got Jonathan India rookie of the year. Ooh, nice. I added him in April, and I'm very happy with it. <laughs> I, I got Jacob Degrom. That's great. I got Chris Bryant. I got Max Scherzer. I got Carlos Correa. I got Aaron Judge. <laughs> Don't you add that? <laughs> anyway, we're talking about the lockout right now, and I want to get to some of the I want to get to some of the key points uh, on this, and, and we'll start with the player side to this, the MLB Players Association. And what's interesting about this is, I think what they're asking for is some pretty straightforward stuff. It's kind of like we see this in in modern day politics a lot, you know. And I'm not going to get into politics, but we see like. A, a side of the aisle or a side or a group, a group, a, a large group of the population asks for things that are super straightforward, human rights issues, things like that. <laughs> and, and they get told no. And you would think once that comes to the media, the common sense would be like, well, yeah, like we can't just crap all over these people. Like these are human beings yet somehow it doesn't get done. Like, somehow there's still people saying no to that. And I feel like in baseball, it's like that, too. It's like, wait a sec. We're major league players. Some of us are winning MVPs, and we're getting paid $750,000 a year, and I'm going to get paid that for the next four years because I was in the minors for an extra month? The, The service time manipulation is a big key for them. The other one is luxury tax, is that they're fighting to raise the luxury tax so that teams can still go get the player they need 
without fear of crossing that luxury tax. Right, and that might potentially allow a couple of other teams to spend bigger. Right. Because in in the current form, there's only been like four teams willing to go over the luxury tax. That would be the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and the Cubs. Yeah, those are teams that can afford to do it. Well, and, and Their marketing, their brand is huge. They can sort of afford to do it because the thing with luxury tax, and we've explained it before, but there's a repeater. So every year you're over it, it like doubles what mm-hmm. you're paying. So I know for my team, the Yankees tried desperately to get under it last year to reset the tax. I know other teams have done that as well. If it goes higher, it allows more teams to spend their money without the risk of getting the tax. Because I think a lot of teams who are not the big four money teams would say, I can afford to pay up to the tax, but I can't afford to pay that extra stuff. And then the other big thing for them is basically creating what's, for lack of a better term, like a guardrail or a there. there's a ceiling, but there's got to be a floor. You know, Max Scherzer is going to make $43.3 million next year. Currently, the Cleveland Guardians payroll right now is 43.2. So one guy on the Mets is going to make more than an entire team. Mm -hmm. And I'm not bashing Scherzer for making that money. Go get it. Trevor Bauer changed the game. And now these guys who are like that are going to sign these small contracts for buku dollars. I don't blame them. You know, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Frankie Lindor, like, go, go get your money. Tati or not uh, Machado, like go get your money. Like I don't have anything. I don't have a problem with that. But there's got to be some sort of incentive for teams to try, and that's what the players are saying. I'm, I'm not saying. I mean, I I agree with that. But I'm I'm trying to more report it that that there needs to be some sort of incentive for teams to spend money. You know what yeah, I mean? Of course. Yeah, and and you don't have to go get Javi Baez. You don't have to go get Joey Gallo. You don't have to Robbie Ray, Trout, Lindor, whatever. You don't have to do that, but you got to try to feel the team together. Like the Cleveland Guardians, man. We got Jose Ramirez, and I don't know who else is going to be out there. I would say that the only way to really fix that is to make a floor, a salary floor. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind and, of and that's also it, what players want, and to make it actually somewhat significant not like 60 mil like make it 100 mil or make it like 90 mil yeah and make make the guardians double their salaries like yeah. make them do that and make and, them competitive and and if and if you go out and you try to sign people because you don't you shouldn't have to overpay a guy just to get that but put things in place that can say hey look i know we're under 90 but look, we made offers to this person. We made offers to this. Like, we tried, you know, and we're at 83 instead of 90. You can wipe away the penalty. But if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, you're going to trade your you're gonna trade your catcher that everybody wants for peanuts on the dollar just because you're like, oh, yeah, we'll get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're rebuilding for the next 20 years. You're talking like, about Jacob Stallings. Yeah, way. yeah. It's like they're looking for their next McCutcheon, and they're willing to wait for 20 years to find it. And, like, there's got to be some sort of prevention of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I think that's – I'm going to use a, a strange example for this, but that's – Ooh, I love strange examples. I'm king at them. People are like, that was not a good example. Well, it is a, it, it is sports-related, but it's fantasy. We were talking about it last segment. In my fantasy football league, we take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, off-season rule meetings and, like, people propose rule changes and stuff. And this year, we put in two extra playoff teams. 
Mm. So instead of four out of 12 making it, six out of 12 are making it. Nice. You get buys, one and two? Uh, Yes. And the thought behind it, the reason I voted for it was, in our league, if you are out of it, people will just blow up their team, get get keepers, and give away their stars. The thought was, give more people a chance to feel like they have a chance to make the playoffs and get rid of all of these keeper trades. I get it for teams who are really bad, but generally you don't want teams just giving the top teams in the league great players. You want a ton of teams to be willing to, to try to make moves. And it worked. Only two teams at the trade deadline were out of it. So those teams did sell, and they, sure. they got rid of some of their players. And selling is a, selling is a known thing. Selling yeah. is okay. I was the beneficiary of one of those trades. You know, I, I went and, and, and made a move with one of my keepers and got some good players. But it worked. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing with sports is you want teams to be competitive for longer and feel like they have a chance for longer. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Pirates or you're the Guardians or you're whoever and you have a $48 million salary – you're never going to be competitive with Mm-mm. that unless you're like a unique case like the Rays who did it, who, by the way, their salaries uh, eclipse those two teams when they were the, like the cheapest team. It's very rare to be that cheap and be good. Right. You want teams to have a chance. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't love it, I understand that's why they're adding a team to the playoffs because you want more teams at the deadline to think they're in it. So you have less teams selling and less garbage games in the last two months of the season. And that's kind of what I want to go. Ne- when I want to, where I want to go next. I think, we can't just I, I think it's easy to look at this and side with the players in what they want because what they want seems very rational. But I do want to I do want to check the other side. And I do want to talk about some things that Major League Baseball is asking for as well, which I, I find so interesting, and that's what this discussion will get to. What Major League Baseball is asking of the players union, I don't think is that out of line. And I, in fact, I would argue I think most players in the players union would agree with. But they just want their stuff addressed as well. So it's kind of that negotiation. So when we come back, I want to get into what Major League Baseball is asking. And I'm curious your thoughts on what Major League Baseball is asking if this seems irrational. Is there something from the players that we're missing? 503-250-1080. You know, hit us up. Tell us where you stand on this because... This is kind of a big deal. This is more of a bigger deal than we've ever seen. And we'll get to all that next. Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven fifty-two here in Portland Sports Leader. This is the Hot Corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. Seven fifty-two here. Blazers twenty-seven. Golden State twenty-eight. Keeping it close. Steph having a little bit of a struggle from the floor, uh, but the defense of Golden State keeping them in this. Uh, and Portland just uh, looking with a little effort. Larry Nance on the floor, clearly creating some excitement, and that's a plus thing, right? Sure. Last two games or game and a half so far, they've actually played with energy and defense. I was at uh, the money that comes with all the players hurt. I was at the new screen door. Uh, they opened up a second location down in the Pearl in between Whole Foods and Powell's. Okay. I was there on Sunday. Chauncey Billups in the house with his fam. Oh, that's nice. I was like, it's so funny. Like, I, I've never met the man. I've never seen him in person, but obviously I've seen I watched him as a player. I loved Big Shot Billups. 
and seeing him on TV and stuff. He's in a mask, and I looked over there, no blazer gear on him. And I looked, and I was like, that's Chauncey Billups. My girlfriend goes, what? How do you know? The guy's got a mask on. I was like, pretty sure that's Chauncey. Took his mask off. I was like, what's up, Chauncey? What's up, dude? I didn't say hi to him. I was going to say, in those situations. I didn't say hi to him. His boss got fired two days earlier. I was like, yeah, we're going to let the man ride. Do you, in those situations. So what do you think, man? So, dude. That's like, crazy. You just walk up and you're like, chunks, man. So, dude, your boss got fired, man. You know he probably already heard that a couple of times anyway. It seemed like everyone in the restaurant left him alone, which I was really pumped about. Do, do you, in those situations, <clears throat> tend to leave them alone or want to say something? Does it depend on the person? Um... From working here, man, I think it's just, I, I think we all kind of know to let them be. You know, yeah, it's funny you say you that. Know. I feel like the more interactions I've had with those one-off moments, like at my other job, Nadama Kinsu came in, mm-hmm. got some TVs, and I didn't really go crazy about it. And I mm-hmm. just kind of dropped one line. I'm like, it was a couple months after they won the Super Bowl. So I was like, where's the ring? He's like, what? I'm like, the ring. Yeah, yeah, you ain't flashing it. And then he's like, was confused. And I'm like, the Super Bowl ring? And he's just like, oh, no, that won't be for a couple more months. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. And then just like back to business, basically. Yeah, see, like, that's the way to do that. Like, I, I was work, I was filling in for Will Darkins and, you know, Alec, we were calling, talking Alex Brink because it was WSU Oregon, something like that. And I called Alex and I was like, hey, man, I got to tell you this, dude. Like, you were my quarterback when I was in college, dude. What's up, man? And that's it. Like, that's all I want to say. You know, it's just like, what's up, dude? It's great to see you. I, I don't love communicating with celebrities yeah, I think, or, or, uh, or, or high-profile people. The only time I ever did it was I, I, I got to meet meet as a loose term. I shook hands with my favorite college basketball player of all time, and that was good enough for me. And I said one thing to him, and he was very surprised by it, said thank you, shook my hand, and I walked away. You said go Cougs Clay Thompson? No. My favorite college basketball player of all time is Shane Battier. Oh, okay. Um, I ran into him. It was like... The day after Christmas, I was at Henry's, Henry's Tavern downtown. Oh, Miss Henry's, the Gorgonzola fries. Yeah, mm-hmm. RIP. And mm-hmm. we were upstairs shooting some pool, and we were going downstairs to leave. And as I was coming down the stairs, the Heat were in town playing the Blazers. It was like Christmas Eve or Boxing Day or something like that. And I saw him, and I went, oh, my God, that is Shane Battier. I got to say something. And I walked up to him, and I said, excuse me. Mr. Battier, I just want to tell you, I think you're the greatest Duke player in the history of Duke. And he looked at me and he goes, whoa, wow, thank you very much, and shook my hand, and I just was like, have a great night, and walked away, and like ran away. Yeah, the only, I like ran away. I want to say the only <clears throat> two times I've done it that I remember, one was here in a situation like you were talking about. Uh, it was earlier in my time here, and we had Chris Sims on. Cool. Chris Sims played high school ball at Bergen Catholic, which is a private school who played my school every single year. So I was just like, hey, you know, uh, I'm also from North Jersey. I went to Teaneck, and we just kind of talked for a couple minutes about Mm -hmm. just like North Jersey football. And then also uh, I was at PDX going home, and Carmelo Anthony was on my flight. Ah. I had to say something. To well, Carmelo yeah, you Anthony. went to Q's. Yeah, this was this was before he was on the Blazers. This was he was in town for a Nike thing, and I walked up to him, and he looked super annoyed. And then I was like, "I'm a Q's grad," and he his eyes lit up, and I was like, talked to him for like 15 seconds, mm-hmm. but it was just more like in that moment, you got to say something to Mello, mm-hmm. and that was nice. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, I'll leave it alone. I saw Nurk once at Salt and Straw. I was just. I wanted to say something. I was like, nah. Yeah. I saw Myers Leonard at the airport, and I was like, eh, whatever, dude. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on the setting because if they're out, like, living their life, 
having dinner or something like that with the family, getting out, getting some salt and straw. You almost don't want to be. It's just one less person that's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did after a game here in Portland when the Thunder were here. Stephen Adams was playing for the Thunder. And That's your pit boy, though, man. Panther. You got to say something. I literally wait. There's, like, an area where family and, like, some media members will wait for teams to come out of the locker room and everything. And I, I, I waited there a good 10 minutes. I was like, I'm I'm, t- I'm talking to Steven Adams. I'm chopping it up with him. As soon as I told him that I was a pit fan, he's like, oh, did you go to school there? I was like, nope, not at all. That's <laughs> when you lie, Joe. That's when you lie. I was like, nope, just been rooting for Pitt for 15 years now. And just any Pitt player that's come across, I was like, root for you guys. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Really nice guy. You can meet any person on the Blazers stat- on the Blazers roster. Who do you want to meet? I'm like, CJ Ellaby, Dub, dude. Like, what's <laughs> up, brother? How you doing, man? Go Cougs, dude. I'm so pumped you're in Portland. I don't know if I have an answer for that. Blazer, I want to meet the most. On the current roster? On the current roster. Well, Blazer, I want to meet the most of all time is Terry Stotts right now. When do we get an interview with that guy? <laughs> when he, maybe when he takes a new job next year. Yeah, maybe I'll see him at the Timbers game. Yeah, we need the, <laughs> we, need the, we need the quick article ASAP. Yep. Dude, I love that Terry Stotts drinking. No, that's a, not happening because they hated each other. I, no. I love Terry Stotts <laughs> drinking a beer at the Timbers game as the new Kermit the Frog iced tea meme. It's the greatest thing ever, man. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So good. So, well, there went that. We were going to talk about what Major League Baseball wants. We were, we were up against the clock. Let's talk now. about yeah. the free agents, man. Yeah, I wanna, I'm want i over this lockout stuff. It's really depressing. I, we know it's going to happen. I'm going to throw this out there. <laughs> Fair foul? Yeah, uh, why not? Why not? We love fair foul. There's been a lot going on. Are yeah, we sure we yeah why not? Yeah. Okay. All right, loaded second hour coming right. up. We come back. Let's get into the real baseball stuff. It's there's only 830, of, Joe. Come there's on. a lot of player movement. There's coaches. You know, who the hell are the Mets going to hire and all this kind of stuff? And where's Seattle going and shortstop class and everything like that? Let's dive into a bunch of that. Let's let's be happy baseball fans. We'll do all that next. The Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Get in the zone. 